A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia. For the first 23 years in my life, I grew up in China and there's no such thing called daylight saving, so I never have to change clocks. But after I came to America for graduate school and to live here, now I have to change clock twice a year. Especially this year, after the time change, I noticed my sleep just get much worse shortly after that. That make me really curious about this time change. So what is standard time? What is daylight saving time? So today, our guest is Mr. JP. He is the founder of a nonprofit organization called Save Standard Time. So what make him so passionate about saving standard time and ending daylight saving time? What's the difference between these two? Let's find out more from Mr. JP. Hi, Jay. Welcome to Deep Into Sleep podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. So I know you've been doing a lot of great work to advocate for this daylight saving change related movement. Can you um, tell our audience what you do and what you are working for exactly? Uh, yes, well, I founded Save Standard Time as a nonprofit campaign in 2019, and we filed for official incorporation as a registered nonprofit um, earlier this year in 2021. And we seek the uh, preservation and extension of standard time to the full year. Um, there's a lot of confusion about changing clocks and why we change clocks and which clock is which. And it's universally it's, it's very much agreed that most people want to stop changing the clocks, that it's disruptive. Um, there are different interests pushing behind which clock to keep, standard time or daylight saving time. And so save standard time supports obviously standard time. Standard time is the clock that is defined from the sun, from, uh, from nature itself. And that is best for our circadian rhythms, our health and safety and many other issues. Um, daylight saving time has a marketing appeal to it. It's associated with, with summer and it's largely promoted by special interests who are seeking profit. Cool. So what makes you want to work on this topic? I know it's actually, it's a big shock for me when I moved to America. When I grew up in China, we actually never changed time ever. Mm-hmm. But when I came here, I realized, oh, we have to change clock twice a year. And I especially feel this year, for some reason, the, the change clock the earlier this month was extremely hard for me personally and hard for a lot of my friends around me. Uh, so I've been really curious about this policy for a while. So what motivates you want to really stop this time change? Well, I've always appreciated standard time. Um, my appreciation comes primarily from my interest in astronomy. I'm an amateur astronomer. And so I have a, uh, uh, an understanding of why we define time the way we do. Um, it's meant to reflect the position of the sun in the sky, which is a measurement of 
how much time has proceeded from sunrise to sunset. And so um, in 2019, I began to notice there was a strong push politically to get rid of, of standard time and extend DST into the winter. Um, and I was concerned about that um, and started to look into it and created a website and a social media campaign and got in contact with the scientists and health advocates and school advocates that are supporting standard time um, and trying to bring all these pieces together and get that information to uh, mainstream uh, journalists and to the lawmakers and politicians uh, and policymakers who are not getting um, all the information from the scientific community or from history itself. That's very cool. So I actually, I talked to different colleagues, I talked to different people about this topic. So far I hear two conflicted uh, opinions out there. I know some people support time change and they say for the criminal rates, if we change the time so far, every time that we change the time, seems like the criminal rates goes down. Uh, so some people think there are certain evidence like this to support daylight saving, to support this clock change. But on the health perspective, especially in my field, I know a lot of doctors, a lot of psychologists talking about what time change may impact our health and our circadian clock negatively. So uh, a lot of people, especially sleep specialists, are promoting what we should keep a standard time. So I'm wondering, uh, you've been working in this field, you've been working on this topic. What do you think about these two different opinions out there? There's been a strong um, misinformation campaign from fans of Daylight Saving Time uh, that have been promoting cherry-picked evidence, uh, random studies uh, to support uh, daylight saving time. Um, the consensus very strongly is on the side of standard time itself, not not DST. There, there have been advocates and lobbyists um, and politicians who are misquoting the science itself. Um, scientists are saying we need to abolish DST. And most people don't realize that DST is a clock itself. They think it's only the act of changing the clock. And so it's really easy to manipulate the misinformation and say, um, we need to get rid of the clock change. And it's true we need to get rid of the clock change, but we also need to get rid of DSD itself. Um, so when I look at um, the bullet points on the press release from Marco Rubio, for example, unfortunately, um, he's citing many studies that talk about the threat to, to health and to safety, um, the increase in traffic accidents and workplace accidents. And the studies he's referring to mostly are talking about uh, getting rid of DST itself, not just getting rid of the clock change. So there's that aspect of it. Um, then there are a few random studies that will show um, support for daylight saving time, but they aren't strong enough uh, to create a consensus. The consensus is largely supported um, by the greater body of evidence for standard time. So. Can you help us understand more about what are some benefits of the keeping a standard time throughout the year? Yes, so with standard time, again, it's the clock that's defined from the sun itself. Um, it reflects, I mean, originally we had the sundial, um, which if anybody's not familiar, it's, it's a, a little device, um, a disc with a needle on it and the sun casts the shadow 
And as the sun moves across the sky, the shadow moves across the disk. And it's a, it's a very basic way of measuring the movement of time. Um, the clock was invented and modeled after the sundial. And when we standardized time to work on a large global scale, it was still an approximation of that solar time. Solar time is uh, entrained in every living cell in our biology um, through millennia of evolution. And we find medically that we need sunlight in the morning when we wake. It helps us awaken. It helps us uh, feel good and alert and and on time naturally. It triggers um, the cortisol hormone and, and other endocrinology and neurology to get us going. Um, it's, it's the healthy way to wake. Um, also in the evening, when the sun is going down and it's getting darker, that, that triggers um, melatonin and other responses to make us feel sleepy in a natural way. It helps us fall asleep on time. With daylight saving time, we turn the clock ahead an hour as a way of tricking ourselves into waking earlier. Um, people talk about daylight saving time as saving time, which sounds positive. Again, it's kind of a marketing angle. Um, people talk about having more daylight in the evening, but, but where does that more daylight come from? It comes from the morning when we should be sleeping. Um, with daylight saving time, we set the clock an hour ahead as a way to force ourselves to awaken an hour earlier, um, usually by alarm clock. Um, and if we were to extend DST into the winter half of the year, most of the population would be forced to wake up by alarm in the dark for half the year. Um, it's true that changing the clock does not feel good, but also um, this first week that we've had on the new clock on DST, uh, I believe many people would have found that they were suddenly waking up in the dark again, as if it was January all over again in, in the middle of March. Um, and that's hard on the body. Um, and we would be experiencing that not just for this week or two in March, but we'd be experiencing it um, from October through March for six months. It's, it, it ends up that we are waking ourselves too early. And then in the evening, we're not going to bed any earlier. So we are over the long term losing sleep. And especially in the winter half of the year, we need sleep more. We, we tend to sleep more in the winter and less in the summer. So the effect is not as noticeable in the summer when we're observing DST right, uh, right now in the current schedule. Um, but if it were in the, in, extended into the winter, then the sleep deprivation would become more pronounced. And over time, it has chronic effects on our health. Um, it can increase uh, significantly risks for heart disease, cancer, diabetes, uh, depression, um, other uh, metabolic and neurological disorders. Um, it decreases alertness, which has effects on um, safety, traffic safety, uh, workplace safety. It has effects on learning the, uh, you know, the education of our children. Um, in the workplace, productivity would suffer. And we've even found that uh, wages tend to go down when we artificially delay sunrise and sunset. Uh, so it has very real uh, effects on, on health public safety, education, and uh, even the economy. Wow. Sounds like also a lot of this is for us human beings try to adjust the clock. 
because naturally the signs, uh, the time is changing. But when we usually change the clock, that seems like cause a lot of this problem. Yeah, it seems like a funny thing to me. And I'm at a point in my life where I'm able to set my own schedule. I'm very grateful for that. But I know that many people in America um, do not have that luxury. And they're, they're forced to go in at a certain time. And so when we're turning clocks forward, we're forcing millions of people to go to work early. Um, and I don't think most people would choose to do that. Um, it's, and if, if you were to ask people, do you want the clock that we have in the summer or the winter? Many people would say summer because people love summer. Um, it, when we talk about daylight saving time, you know, that sounds good to save time. But if you actually were to ask people, would you, would you wake yourself up an hour early every day? Uh, especially in the cold dark of winter, they would they would more than likely say no. So uh, that that's really good for you to explain the exact impact. I hear a lot of pros and cons. So where this movement is right now, like how hard it is pu- to push this policy to change. I've been hearing this, I think, for a while that uh, especially scientists or doctors are uh, trying to promoting that we should promote health, we should do something to really end this, change this. So uh, are we getting close to get something um, done politic-wise? Well, I believe that the days of changing the clock are numbered, that there's been so much talk about this for so long and so many people do not understand or remember why we do it. Um, So the problem now, the question that remains is which clock do we keep? And the activists for daylight saving time have been working at this longer than we have for standard time. So we have that challenge. and there's the marketing challenge of saving time and summertime sound positive and attractive on the, on the side of standard time, we have the, uh, the history and the science behind it, uh, fortunately. Um, so that is helpful. A lot of people forget really easily that we tried permanent daylight saving time in the United States, uh, during world war two. And it was very unpopular. We, we were doing it for the war effort, but as soon as the war was over, um, we changed it right back to uh, permanent standard time. But there were uh, special interests, the um, petroleum industry and the chambers of commerce, uh, you know, the retail industry, uh, saw that people were driving more in the evening when they, when they had this percep- perception of added daylight and they were shopping more in the evening. So they lobbied to bring it back. And they've lobbied ever since to extend it um, from six months to seven months to eight months. And then now they're pushing hard to make it a full 12 months. So as I said, I got involved in 2019. I began to see circadian scientists, especially producing statements um, in 2018, 2019, 2020, and in 2021. Now we just had another one come out last week. Um, so we are, we are making progress and we are hoping to shift that momentum, um, from DST to permanent standard time. Yeah. I, I know some of the sleep psychologists, we also talk about the AASM guideline and that's the guideline in the sleep science field we all refer to. And, uh, I think ASM's mm-hmm. guideline is consistent, um, with what you are trying to do, trying to really promote, and to talk about it as standard time. Absolutely, yes. I, I consult with many um, scientists and doctors and researchers, as well as other community leaders 
um, teachers, uh, and I'm a member of my local amateur astronomy club. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to network and, and, uh, do all, get, get all these connections together as much as I can, but it, it is, a, it is a lot of work with, you know, every state in the nation and the provinces of Canada, um, as well. Yeah. So, so far, so you've been working on this since 2019 up to now, what do mm-hmm. you think is the biggest barrier, uh, along the way? Uh, well, it's, it's been interesting to, to learn about this. I mean, I'm not a professional lobbyist. Um, my primary profession is as a software engineer. Um, so I've been learning a lot about how to reach out to lawmakers, um, how to connect with them. And, and then every state operates differently. So that's been a learning curve as well. Learning about um, how to get them on the phone and get the right email address, get the, get the name of the uh, legislative aide who's handling the issue at, at hand. There's also Congress. Um, we have an interesting situation in the United States, thankfully, where um, any state can at any time uh, exempt itself from daylight saving time which is what Arizona and Hawaii did 50 years ago. We are, we could, we, we are trying to get um, states such as New York, California, and others to choose that path, to um, opt for permanent standard time. And it's pre-approved by federal law. Um, so, and that's owing, thankfully, to the Uniform Time Act written in 1966, which said, every state, you need to, you need to stick in your time zone um, and if you want to be in DST in the summer, you can do it on these specific dates. It didn't occur to them that anybody would want DST in the winter because it's such a, a, a such a bad idea that it wasn't written into law as an option at the time. And um, we seem to have forgotten that lesson um, as the decades have passed. And so there have been activists that have been working to convince many states to pursue permanent DST instead of permanent standard time, but they're blocked by federal law. They had their first major victory in 2018, getting Florida to um, declare a law stating intention to move to permanent DST. And from that, um, Marco Rubio, um, a senator in Congress, has introduced his uh, so-called Sunshine Protection Act uh, to permit states to move to permanent daylight saving time. And he has introduced that in 2018, 2019, 2020, and now for the fourth time in 2021. So again, we're working to stop his bill and we're actually working for an alternative bill, um, a sleep protection act that would abolish DST um, because sunshine doesn't need protection. We can't protect sunshine. It's, it's, It's an absurd idea. But our sleep certainly needs protection Um, and restoring permanent standard time, abolishing daylight saving time, not extending it into the winter would protect our sleep and it would help Americans sleep uh, more and better. We have an epidemic of sleep deprivation in the United States, according to the CDC. We have had that for many years. And if we could abolish DST and restore permanent standard time, it would help us sleep uh, longer and better and that would carry forward to increasing um, our viral immunity and our longevity. It would protect school start times. Uh, right now we have a problem with many schools forcing children to get up and go to school in the dark. And um, there are bills to start school later, 
But if we move to permanent DST, we would revert much of that progress because when you move the clock forward and move the schedule back, it just cancels it, it out. So um, another benefit to permanent standard time is that it would protect our start times and not force ourselves to wake quite so early in the morning and help us sleep another extra hour. Again, people think of DST as the clock change itself, but DST is actually the clock that we observe from March to November, and it is forced early waking every single day. It is waking up an hour early every single day. And I don't think most of us would choose to do that. So why should we lie about the time and, and falsify the clock and pretend it's later than actually is in order to force ourselves to wake earlier than we would otherwise choose or feel naturally inclined to be waking. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If, because think about, I think a lot of people, just like you said, do not know the, uh, what's really happening behind this. A lot of time we don't know and we don't really uh, have much information about it. And a lot of time I hear most people say is, oh, do I have one more hour? at this clock change? Do I lose one hour at this clock change? And that's about it. And people always think of oh, that's a one day thing. If it's just two days a year, I possibly can handle it if I can not do anything about it. But it sounds like definitely it's not just two days a year. Yes, I mean, certainly the clock change shows acute harm. Um, we do see a sudden spike in, in accidents uh, when we spring forward and heart attacks when we spring forward. Um, and when we, when we spring forward and fall back, there's a sudden shift in darkness from morning to light uh, of, of, sorry, from morning to evening of the light and back again from evening to morning. Um, and those acute harms are real and easily avoidable by getting rid of the clock change. But then there is still the chronic harm of observing the wrong clock and chronically depriving our sleep. Yeah. So how large is your team right now? You start doing this on 2019 and it's a nonprofit organization. So I'm curious, did you start this by yourself or you start with a group of people? Yes. When I, when I started, it was, it was just myself starting in 2019. And um, very quickly, I was getting a lot of support online, um, especially through Twitter and was then making connections and talking to people through email and telephone. Um, and in early 2021 was when I had two people commit to join the board so we could incorporate and get serious about this. And they're helping me with uh, providing testimonies um, at state hearings around the nation, especially on the East Coast, because it's very difficult for me on the West Coast um, if, for example, um, you know, uh, New York or, or Michigan has a hearing at eight o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, which is really seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which then um, seven, six, five, four becomes four a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's that's really hard for me to get up in the morning and, and to be able to speak um, eloquently um, as much as I can manage. <laughs> and so it's very helpful to have. Um, my board members on the East Coast um, to assist with with the uh, the hearings. I've gotten um, several other people that have emailed with interest in joining the board, and with the clock change that that came this month, I've I've just been completely underwater with all the work to do that I've not been able to discuss with the other two board members um, as to who whom we want to bring on. 
um, next. And so that's, that's coming in, 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 in our queue of work to do as well. Um, but again, there's, there's so much to do with, um, keeping up on all the hearings, um, submitting written testimony and oral testimony, um, reaching out to lawmakers to get them to switch sides from daylight saving time to standard time, um, reaching out to, uh, organizations, um, new organizations to encourage them to issue their own position statements that would endorse the policy of standard time. Oh, and, and outreach to journalists. Um, whenever we see a, um, a new article go up, we want to send an email to that author and let them know that we exist and we, we'd like to talk to them, at least let them know um, what's going on as far as the, the difference between the two clocks. Um, because again, so many people, uh, they boil it down to should we do the status quo of the bio, biannual clock change or should we go to permanent DST? And uh, the permanent standard time um, option is, is, is forgotten and is left out. And that's owing to all the work that's been done by the, the DST campaign over the last um, six years. So it sounds like there are uh, three different groups out there are really pushing this, if I understand correctly. One group is trying to keep its status quo. Let's change it twice a year. One group really try to promote permanent DST time. And you, your group and along with a lot of scientists are trying to promote permanent standard time. Yes, the, um, the proponents of standard time primarily are um, doctors, scientists, teachers, parents, community leaders, um, certain religious groups, uh, environmentalists, astronomers, uh, farmers. Um, the people that support daylight saving time are largely the chambers of commerce uh, and the golf industry. And then advocates for the status quo I'm seeing a lot of um, uh, push for the status quo from uh, the broadcasting industry because they're afraid of losing market share if there's a confusion as to what's going on. So they, they, they just seem to fear change in general. So it sounds like three very different opinions. So I guess the three groups don't really collaborate with each other. It kind of like competing, see whose idea can really push it and get it passed to become the standard? Yes. Um, initially, I've, I had reached out to um, the other side and, and, you know, to introduce myself and to, to try to convince them to come to my side. Um, results ranged from being ignored to uh, people, people tend to get very emotional about this and there's a lot of money involved as well. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, overlap or, or communication between the different parties, unfortunately. That, that's really amazing that even though you're still trying really hard to work with your team and other people who are really passionate in this to to move this, try to push this forward. You, it sounds like you do a lot of social activities and reach out to their journalists and uh, um, really monitoring what's going on out there and uh, let your voice get heard. Do you, your organization has any, your own like website, your own videos, your own channel to really educate people about this? Well, um, we have the website uh, that I created, savestandardtime.com, um, and we are most active on Twitter as twitter.com slash savestandard. Um, also active to some degree on, on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. 
also um, found by Safe Standard or safestandardtime.com. We are on YouTube, a few other uh, social media sites. Uh, we don't have a video producer on our team. Uh, videos that are on our YouTube channel are usually um, uh, videos that we've uh, gotten permission to repost from certain allies um, or um, videos of, of, of testimony that we've presented ourselves. Um, on the website, um, you know, we're, we're writing um, the, most of the material on the website ourselves, but we're also citing um, many, many sources, over 100 sources um, with quotations and links um, to these original expert statements, scientific studies, uh, news articles, opinion polls, and, and the like. On our website, uh, we have an interactive uh, chart uh, where you can put your, uh, your, your state and city and see how your time of sunrise changes uh, versus uh, on the two different clocks, standard versus daylight saving time. Um, we have a collection of many uh, images, inf informative graphics, and some can be shared on, on the website as well. Um, and then we're regularly posting these materials and updates as they come to the social media as we, as we go along each day. We usually have as our, as our pinned post on social media, uh, a link to the American Academy Sleep Medicine's Take Action page. The AASM has a great tool that you can uh, you can click on it and just type your name and address, and it will send a letter to your members of Congress. Um, if you know if you're a resident of the United States, um, telling them to stop the clocks on Standard Time for health um, and not daylight saving time. Great. Sounds like if our audience are interested, they can follow you guys on the social medias and check out your website. Yes, I've I've um, I originally created the website for myself to keep track of all the information that I was um, collating together, uh, and I I've gotten uh, I continue I still get um, much positive feedback on people telling me that it's it's kind of a resource for them as well to pull from. Uh, so I'm I'm very I'm very you know I'm, I'm pleased and 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 I feel honored um, to receive that that positive feedback. Um, I've been so busy in recent months that I've not been able to update it. And um, so I, I hope to get on that very soon. Again, it's it's just a continual process to keep keep your website up to date when at the same time that you're always writing uh, lawmakers and making phone calls and, and, and presenting in these legislative hearings. Uh, there's there's so much to do. It's a it's a funny thing. I, I never expected myself to be managing a nonprofit, but um, I didn't see anyone else um, devoting an entire effort to this. Uh, so I, I felt someone had to do it and that's what I did. Um, but otherwise I, I'm not the type of person who seeks fame and celebrity. I'm, I'm really, um, I'm, I'm an amateur astronomer. I'd, I'd rather um, be appreciating um, nature and, and the stars in the sky. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So um, sounds like there's a lot of great work done and a lot of uh, you kind of like your website is a center of this different resources. If people are interested in this movement, interested in learning more about standard time. Yes. And we, we get a lot of emails, too, of people just um, and, and replies on social media of people just saying, thank you for doing that. You know, people saying, I feel heard. Finally, thank you. There's a lot of noise for daylight saving time. And um, I think it comes from um, small, loud groups. And um, when we look at scientific polling, um, there was uh, the most recent poll from AP NORC in late 2019 
that showed approximately 40% of Americans actually do prefer standard time and 30% were preferring permanent DST. There are so many other polls that only present uh, the status quo of clock change or permanent DST, and, and that will that will show that most people don't like to change clocks. Um, but that is sort of a leading question when you reduce it down to that um, that false dilemma of only two choices when there are really three paths forward. And I would argue actually that um, the path of daylight permanent daylight saving time um, history has shown that it's a disaster. And, and in fact, it's, it's been a lethal disaster. It unfortunately has taken the lives of, of children in the past. Um, so if we go down that route again of retrying this failed idea, I believe that we will find that uh, we don't like it and we'll go to permanent standard time in the end. So I would rather just skip that step and save the time and money and the lives and go straight to permanent standard time right now. Yeah, but that's still wonderful that you choose, you have passion in this and the the material you collect, the resource you have built sounds like really benefit other people and uh, um, promote what is good for our health. Yes, yes. Uh, on, our, on our website, we have we have all these concerns listed and all the sources that back it up as well. Um, if, if listeners or watchers are, are interested, it was in the uh, 1970s oil crisis when President Nixon uh, declared that we would go to permanent DST. Um, and it was supposed to be a, a, a two-year program, and it was ended in the first year. It was so very unpopular. It's, it's really hard I, for people to imagine. I, I can tell you that um, depending on where you live, your sunrise would be delayed until 8.30 or 9 o'clock or 9.30 or almost 10 o'clock in the morning. And those numbers can be, they, they're hard to visualize. Um, so we, we've also been gathering uh, photographs of the mornings and showing you um, what your morning would look like uh, in the winter on permanent daylight saving time versus uh, keeping standard time. And uh, I get a lot of p- positive feedback as well on those, uh, just, just having that visual to see how dark and dreary and depressing it looks to, to have to wake yourself up and go to work or school in the dark. Um, if we had permanent DST, if we had DST in the winter, when you when you when you're waking up in the dark, and going to school or work even in the dark, um, many people uh, would not see the sun until perhaps their lunch or even until the end of the day, and that's that's a really depressing and dangerous prospect. Recently, um, I've been very busy with these interviews. Um, last week, I had an interview on the East Coast. And I had to I had to set my alarm clock to wake up um, at six o'clock Pacific Daylight Time, which is five o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Standard Time again being the real natural time. Um, and it was it was hard. I I normally don't wake up by alarm clock. I normally don't wake up in the dark. And it was it was hard in that morning to wake up in the dark. But I felt it for the rest of the day. I felt sluggish for the rest of the day. And just to imagine that that's how millions of people would feel every day for six months. We don't adjust to it. Scientists and doctors tell us that we do not adjust to permanent DST. We just sleep less. We sleep less well. And it, it carries forward um, it, with these chronic consequences. Um, it, it cannot make the winter feel like summer. Um, it, it, 
it's it's really it's been it's been tried before um the history and the science uh, the evidence is very strong for for just keeping standard time and again it's a very silly idea to if if your schedules aren't working if you feel like you're not getting enough daylight at the end of the day um why would you not try to change your schedule and try instead of trying to change your clock um it, it, to me, it feels like if we were trying to address climate change by changing your thermometer between Celsius and Fahrenheit, like that really wouldn't do anything. It would just create the illusion that you're doing something. Um, so when we're changing the clock to fix our schedule, it's just, it's very superficial. It doesn't really get at the problem of that we are working probably too much as it is as a society. And we should look at why is that? And can we make that better instead of this uh, this superficial gloss on changing numbers on the clock that really doesn't change how it feels to wake up so early and to work so long. So this uh, this awful possible consequence of keeping a permanent daylight saving time. Uh, those kind of resources are on your website also. If people are interested in knowing what what the history is, what that, like how that leads to deaths of children. Uh, can people find that on your website? Um, well, yes, please um, go to our website, go to our social media if you want to learn more. Um, obviously on social media, uh, liking and commenting and, and reposting, retweeting is, you know, that kind of engagement is very helpful. So a lot of great evidence out there. I think all the audience, whoever listening, are interested can really go to check this out and get gather enough information to understand this well by themselves. So um, near the end of the show, I want to ask if for our listeners, if uh, sounds like if they want to know more about the information, they can check out your website. If they want to do something to help out in what you do, they can go to ASM's website to to help submit that right is there anything else people can do to either help them understand this better or take any actions the most important thing is to reach out to your lawmakers um, in congress and at the state level and the aasm has their uh, wonderful tool to help make that easy to contact congress Um, also to contact your state lawmakers and remind them that any state can exempt itself from DST. Uh, It's pre-approved by federal law. Um, We have information on our website about how to do that or uh, refer to, there are many, you just Google how to look, how to contact my state lawmakers. But we always recommend very, very carefully not to, not, not just to say and DST, I don't like daylight saving time, but actually to say, I like standard time, restore permanent standard time, Um, make it very clear that it's not just about the clock change, but it's actually the natural time, solar based standard time that that we are supporting and advocating um, for. If uh, anybody listening would like to get involved with our organization um, and talk about how you could help um join our uh, we have we have a new slack channel that we're that we're that we're trying now uh, to aid communications um we communicate by email as well um if you'd like to get involved uh, more directly in the organization um you know our email address is on the website 
Great. Yes. And I will get all your email address and all the social media platforms information from you later, and I will put them on the show note. So our listeners can find them on the show note. Also, they can click through your, uh, all your platforms directly. Thank you very much for sharing all this with us. Great. Sounds like very wonderful work you and your team are doing. Thank you. Yes, I, I, I appreciate this opportunity to, to speak to your audience. And I do, I, I love this topic. Um, I could talk about this all day. Yeah, definitely. I can see a lot of passion. And I think this kind of information uh, need to be heard by more people, by knowing um, more people need to know this. And for me in this field, we really just see what the sleep science is talking about what ASM is recommending. And that's the guideline for a lot of sleep specialists for us as providers. So uh, I think if that's how we treat patients, then more people also should know about this information. Thank you again. So this is my interesting conversation with Mr. JP. After listening to that, what do you think? Do you support saving the standard time or do you support saving the daylight saving time? And why? Leave me a message, let me know. If you want to know more about Mr. JP's work, please feel free to go to his website, savestandardtime.com to read more about the information he mentioned. All the links will also be put on our show note at deepintosleep.co. At the end, I just want to add a small announcement. My online course to improve sleep in Chinese has already been online. If you are interested, please go to the website mindbodygarden.com slash course to find more information. Also, if you want me interview any special guests, please leave me a message. Let me know. Thank you for coming to Deep Into Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Ishan. I will see you next week. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk, and our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed. Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you, the CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who is struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia.